Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. Today's episode is extremely weird in all the best ways. We've got lava lovers, EDM bangers, serpent problem solvers, deranged donut bakers, and two extremely energetic and wonderful special guests, Kimmy Gatewood and Rebecca Johnson. All of that and more after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! Pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Good morning, good morning. At least I think it's morning. I miss the sun. Either way, I'm ready for my morning bowl of kefir. I'll just reach into the fridge and grab my kefir and you know what? Today, I'm gonna eat it straight out of the carton. (laughs) Come to me, my kefir. Yo, it's hot. Is this lava? Hey, what's the big idea? Someone burned holes through all of my Mozart vinyls. What am I supposed to listen to, Salieri? Hey, what's everyone yelling about in the... I fell through a hole in the floor. It was very fun. Okay, I feel completely out of my mind asking this, but has someone been sneaking lava onto the ship? Morning, everybody. What are we all talking about? Eric, is that an open thermos full of lava? Oh, this. It's just a little bit of the Earth's core. I snuck some with me because of how cool it is. Cool? It's hot and burning everything up. What's that thermos made of? Volcano rocks. Anyway, sorry about the holes and things. I actually like it. I didn't realize it was causing so many problems. How long have you had an interest in lava? 
Remember when we fell down that lava fall that brought us to the center of the Earth? I remember. We all remember. That just happened. Well, ever since then, I like the color. I like the sound it makes. I like how it never spills anywhere. It's spilling everywhere. I don't know what to tell you. I'm a lava lover. I'm glad that you found a new passion, Eric. I'm not. But you've got to be more careful handling something so dangerous. You make a good point. I'll put a lid on my lava thermos from now on. And sorry about your records, baby with a mustache. You just stay away from my classics, buddy. I'm watching you and your thermos. Whoa. 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 Hold on to something, everyone. I think the drill's breaking through the next layer of the Earth. Who knew that drilling up would be so disorienting? Attention, everyone. We just drilled up and out of the Earth's core and have reached a new layer. Next time, I'll remember to give you all a warning before all the rumbling starts. Should we go outside and look? Oh, yes. Yes. yes! Hello? Can somebody help me out of this hole? Sorry, pirates? Aw. Ooh, a saltine. <laughs> that was old. We were just bored and said, hey, why don't we write a story? I have a huge imagination. If you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. I don't remember what kind of fish it was, but I named it Blue Dash. We inspire each other. And the world will never be the same. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast, everyone, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Whoa, this new layer is so pretty. There's trees and hills and I think even a rock. Should we do a little exploring? Yeah! Yeah. But first, let's do a story. Okay, listeners, if you could get the leader of your country to answer any question that you wanted, what would you ask? And what if you could get that leader to do everything in their power to answer your question? What would you want to make happen? Well, the author of this first story has a pretty compelling idea, if you ask me. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Michaela. I'm nine years old. I live in South Africa, and this is my story, Snakes and People. And that, Madam President, is why I love snakes. The end. Wow, thank you, Charlie. That presentation was very informative and slithery. (laughs) (laughs) Snake joke. And thank you to all of you wonderful students for inviting me into your classroom and your school. I can see that the future of our country is in good hands. Uh, Madam President, it's time to go. Before I go, does anyone have any final questions? I do. Yes, Charlie. When will we teach snakes to speak English? Oh, yes. Good question, Charlie. I will be sure to get right on that. Keith? Uh, Yes, Madam President? Make a note. We need a solution to this whole snakes not understanding English problem. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, sorry. Do you actually want me to do that? All right, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye Goodbye to you. Wait, Madam President. Hold on, Madam President. Huh. Martin, it's Keith. We have a problem. All right, people, we have a problem. This comes straight from the top. Snakes don't know how to speak English, and that needs to change. As the president's top advisors, it's our job to fix this problem. 
What do we do? Uh, we teach them. Okay, but who teaches them? A linguist. Too pretentious. How about a train conductor? Interesting. Or we pick a person at random. And we can pick a snake to learn at random, too. Brilliant. That's our solution. Okay, Mildred, you may begin whenever you're ready. Okay, um, hello there, snake. My name is Mildred, and I'm a retired hairstylist. Can you say hairstylist? Ah, careful, Snake! You almost beat me! We have a problem. Turns out snakes can't understand humans, so the lessons haven't been going well. What do we do? Um, maybe we teach them Portuguese? Ted, are you even listening? No follow Portuguese. Ah, right, sorry. Maybe if we want to teach snakes English, we have to first learn snake? Yes, keep going. Okay, but this time we bring in some scientists. But which scientists? Random scientists. Brilliant. That's our solution. Hello, snake. My name is Gary, and I'm a botanist. I'm Raisa, Bachelor of Science in Theater. Now, when you say hiss, what do you mean? Oh, he tried to bite me. We have a problem. Turns out people also don't know how to speak snake. Who knew? What about unregular people? Go on. Yeah, don't we know some super people? Like that girl with superpowers who has a fortune-telling cat? Can we get her? I wish, but bad guys have been stirring up a lot of things lately. So that's its own problem. Boy, the world is full of problems. What about that other super kid, Michaela? Yes, of course. Let's get Michaela. That's our solution. Hi, Michaela. This is Ted Will... Sorry, I can't answer the phone right now. As a super person, my duties have taken me to another planet to solve problems on the galactic scale. If you need my help, please leave your name, number, and then send a spaceship to come pick me up. Thanks! Oh, shoot. We have a problem. Michaela's in space. What do we do? Uh, we hire an actor to pretend to be Michaela? Ted, you're fired. That's fair. We send a spaceship! Of course! That's our solution! An historic day here at Cape Canaveral as we are just moments away from the launch of a space station that will travel to another planet to pick up and then return that really smart girl, Michaela, in order to teach our planet snakes to speak English. I'm here with the ship's designer, Susan. Tell us, Susan, how far away is this planet? It's about two light years away. And how long will it take to travel that far? About 63,000 years. Hmm. We have a problem. Turns out that by the time the ship makes it to Michaela and returns to Earth, at least 126,000 years will have passed, at which point, the scientists have informed me, snakes will have taken over the Earth. Scientists, did I get that right? Again, technically, I'm a theater major. That was more of a guess. Well, great. So what do we do? Uh, maybe, and I'm just spitballing here, but maybe we should ask every human on Earth to vow never to talk to snakes again. Then we've solved the problem, right? By collectively ignoring it? Yes. Works for me. I swear never again to speak to snakes. And that was Biff Clifton, who is officially, after seven years of unprecedented international cooperation, 
the final person on Earth to take an unbreakable pledge to never attempt to communicate verbally with a snake. It's an honor. Back to you, Craig. Wow, incredible story. And now, here in the studio, I'm with a man who has some big news. Sir, tell us, what's your big secret? And before you tell us, I'm going to take a very slow and unprofessional sip of this coffee. My secret is that I can speak to snakes. <gasps> we have a problem. The problem is that we have a solution. We finally found someone who can talk to snakes, but now the entire world has vowed not to. <laughs> what do we do? Um, takesy-backsies? Karen, I think I speak for all of us when I say, what? Madam President! Yes, it's me, the new president. And I am here to put an end to the world's snake problems. Madam President, I wish I had a solution for you. I know you ran entirely on a snakes-based platform, but the entire world has vowed to no longer speak to snakes. But I must admit, I don't know what to do. Well, you know what they say about vows. I think it's really important to honor every promise you make. But when it comes to teaching snakes to speak English, I think that vows are meant to be breached. That's right, snake vows are meant to be broken so that our snake friends at last will have spoken. Cause when it comes to talking to snakes, I think that vows are meant to be breached. solution? <laughs> Not even close, Karen. <laughs> Not even close. The end! That story was fantastic. Hey, what's that sound? Do you think it's dinosaurs? Eric, that's pretty unlikely. Dinosaurs went extinct millions of years ago. Hello? Oh my goodness! Nimini, why'd you lie to me about dinosaurs going extinct? I didn't lie. They did go extinct. Or at least I thought they did. That's a common misconception. We actually just dug deeper and deeper into the earth until we hit the core. <gasps> did you do the ride? Yeah, we did the ride. Did you hear my VO? I voiced a few of the animatronic robots. I thought I recognized you from somewhere. Who's your agent? I'm not really in a place to make referrals. Oh, of course. Anyway, we tried to return to the surface. We couldn't find our way out, so we made ourselves a home down here. This is incredible. I have so many questions for the two of you. I've never gotten the chance to meet a dinosaur before. My goodness, where are our manners? We've given you our entire backstory without even introducing ourselves. <clears throat> I am Dianasaur. And I'm Dinosaur. No, no relation. relation. You're not related? You look really similar. Well, we are twin sisters, so I suppose in that sense we are related. However, we're also not related in the sense that we have very different interests. For example, I love putting pineapple on my pizza. And I love 
of putting pizza on my pineapple. But, but we, we do, do both, both like soccer. The scores are so low. It's exciting, but still digestible. Fascinating. You know, there's always been a lot of disagreement about what dinosaurs sounded like. Did they bark like dogs, or did they roar like lions, or did they tweet like birds? <gasps> what? We're nothing like the birds. How dare you? Well, you are covered in feathers. We did the feathers thing first. Let's clear this up right here and right now. Right, Dinah? Let's do it, Diana. Dinosaurs don't roar. Or bark. Or chirp. That's right. We sing. <gasps> my people. I have to add this to my research. Do you sing a particular style of music? Why don't we answer that question with a song? You gaze upon our continents as two velociraptors. We burrowed through the earth for very long. For very long. When we emerged, we built a home. Twas not our final chapter. Instead, we wrote ourselves this little song. It goes like... Whoa, this is like some sort of electronic dinosaur music. It's called EDM. It's our way of life. That's right. When we first arrived, things were hard. It wasn't like the surface at all. We became sedentary creatures sleeping all day and all night. That's when EDM was invented. It got us out of bed. It got our bodies moving. And now, it's all we know. We dinosaurs live to party all day and all night. Night and day. Night and day. Night Sometimes the afternoon! Oh, and in the morn! How is it so loud? Ah, that's all thanks to the mighty subwoofer! Oh, power to the mighty subwoofer! Woo! Dance with us! Live <laughs> with us! Party with us! Whoa, I don't know how to explain it, but my body's starting to move all by itself! Me too! I'm doing, like, really good dancing. <laughs> This is art in its purest form. Hour one. Check out these moves. Go, go, Hour two. This is so much fun. I never want to stop dancing. Hour eight. Is anyone else getting tired? No, no way. Oh, I could keep dancing forever. I could keep Please, going. this is still so much fun. I'm having a lot of fun. Don't stop. Hey. Hour 29. I'm starting to agree with Lee from 21 hours ago. I need to stop dancing. Same here. This is art in its most exhausted form. I think the exit's this way. Wait, no, this way. I mean, these strobing lights are too much. I can't see anything. We're trapped. You're not getting tired already, are you? Because, because this party's just getting started! Ooh, we'll keep dancing. Oh, good! Dinosaur Jackie, turn up the beat! No! I'm not doing this anymore, no matter how good my dancing is. And it's really very good, like, it's really good. <clears throat> Everyone, follow me! There's one place at every dinosaur party that's safe from all the crowds. Next to the DJ. The industrial kitchen. Oh, sorry. Yep. Industrial kitchen was my next guess. We'll be right back. 
Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here! Thank you! Delicious sushi! Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here! Thank you! What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here! Thank you! Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi. Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice, too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. I think the dinosaurs saw us heading for this industrial kitchen. It's okay. It's dark. Everyone, hide and don't make a sound. Mm. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, excuse me. Oh, new friends, where are you? You're missing the party. I'm scared. I don't want to party anymore. It'll be okay. Dinosaurs are terrible at hide and seek. I don't think they're in here. They must still be partying! You're right! Let's get back out there! 
Phew! Okay, we should be safe from the party in here. Now we can figure out how to... Oh, hey guys, what are you doing? Peter, have you been in that bathroom the whole time? Oh, no, no, no. For the majority of this time, I was stuck in that hole. But there was no bathroom down there, so I came to use this one. Weird. But now that you're here, you can help us escape See this... See you later. I'm going to go back to the hole. <laughs> it's nice. You know, now that I know he likes it, I don't feel so bad about accidentally burning a hole in the ship. Eric, that's it. Do you still have your thermos full of lava with you? Of course. I'd never go anywhere without it. It keeps me grounded, you know? We can use Eric's lava to burn a hole through the subwoofer and bring the party to a stop. Now all we have to do is figure out a way to get close enough. <laughs> I knew I saw you come in here. What are you all talking about? Uh, can we see the subwoofer? You want to see the subwoofer? <laughs> yes? Sure, right this way. Be free, my precious lava. The subwoofer! The party! It's melting! Why? What do you have against partying? We don't have anything against partying. It's just that we've been listening to the same thing for over 29 hours. It gets kind of repetitive. Yeah, maybe we could listen to some other kind of music? Other music? We love your EDM for dancing and partying, but there are lots of other genres of music that you could listen to while doing other activities. Here, we'll show you. Dinosaur jockey, may I borrow your turntable? Of course. Dancing is life. <laughs> I like to listen to classical music while I'm reading. I like to listen to 80s pop rock while I'm cleaning my cabin or doing chores. I like to listen to K-pop whenever I'm focused on a science project. I like uh, this kind of music for, um, I guess, if I had kids, this would be good for a car ride? Siempre estoy I listen to canciones boleros whenever I'm getting over a breakup or after I've had a mysterious falling out with an old friend. Smitty, are you getting over a breakup? Nope. We'll circle back to that later. But see, there's more to music than just partying. I think I understand. It's kind of like how my voiceover career spans more than just animatronic robots. I also do voices for TV shows, movies, and commercials. You're sure you can't introduce me to your agent? The timing's just not right. Hmm. We're sorry for trapping you in this party. We'll let you go. And we're sorry for destroying your subwoofer. Here, I'll build you a new one. Here you go. Thanks. All power to the new subwoofer. And here's a Pink Floyd CD for when you need to mellow out. Wait, 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 not that one. This one. Oh, thanks. What's a CD? I don't know. I think this guy's ancient. Just smile and be grateful. Thank you. I very much understand this gift. Well, I know we're all terribly sleep deprived from hours of partying, but before we go, should we do another story? Yeah! And here to introduce it is the author. Hi, my name is Tia. I'm eight years old. I live in Arizona, and this is my story called The Fish Person. Today on The Great Donut Dunking Show, 
Mia has just gotten back from school and is ready to sell all the donuts she made this morning. She has set up shop in front of her house. Every type of donut you can imagine has been lovingly presented to the customer. And just in time, as the first customer arrives. Oh, wow! Look at all these donuts! I made them all myself. We have every flavor you can imagine. What flavor of donut would you like? Chocolate. Of course. We have two types of chocolate. Regular chocolate and chocolate that is free. Hmm, that's a tough decision. But I'll go with the chocolate that is free. Here you go. That will be free. (laughs) Wow! This is amazing! Remember, there's more than just chocolate. There's glaze, sugar, powder, crumb, vanilla and chocolate sprinkles, jelly, custard, and cream-filled blueberry old-fashioned plain. And any other flavor you can imagine. Great song. I'll tell everyone. And as the day moves on with more customers coming and going from Mia's little donut stand, Mia receives a surprise visit from a distinguished guest. Hello, Mia. I'm Tom Tinseltown, and I heard you're selling incredible donuts of every flavor you could imagine. I would like to try one of these amazing donuts. Of course. What flavor would you like? And as Mia shows off all her expertly crafted donuts to Tom, we're left to wonder, which flavor will he choose? Hmm. How about fish? (laughs) I'm sorry. There must have been some sugar in my ear. I thought I heard you say fish. That's my mistake. Uh, What flavor would you like? The flavor of donut I'd like is fish. We don't have that flavor. But I thought you said you had all flavors one could imagine. Yes, but fish is not a normal flavor. I make every flavor you can imagine except fish. No one on earth would want to eat a fish-flavored donut. Now, what other flavor donut would you like? The flavor of donut I want to eat more than anything else is... Yes? Fish. Look, Tom Tinseltown, I don't know what kind of BBC Netflix collaboration you walked out of, but at Mia's Donut Stand, we do things a certain way. We have strawberry donuts, vanilla donuts, chocolate that is free donuts, literally any flavor you can imagine, except for fish. No one would want to eat that. Now, what flavor donut do you want to try? Well, in that case, I'll have... Fish, fish, fish or fish, fish and fish or fish. Fish, fish, also fish. Fish, 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 fish. Fish, 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 fish. Stop singing! We have no fish-flavored donuts. Please go away! But I thought you said... I meant normal flavors for normal donuts. It seems like you have taste buds that no one in the world shares. You've been asking me for fish for five hours, and I'm telling you, no one wants a fish donut. But I want a fish donut. That's it! Take the rest of the donuts! I quit! Morning, Mia. How was the bake sale? Terrible. I couldn't stop thinking about Tom Tinseltown asking for a fish-flavored donut. So weird. (gasps) Tom Tinseltown, TV's favorite bread critic? He wanted to try one of your donuts? I don't care if he's a famous bread critic. I don't care if he's a famous bread bull. I make every flavor of donut except for fish. No one wants a fish-flavored donut. Mia. 
Now, I would never want a fish-flavored donut, but everyone is different. There are as many tongues as there are stars in the sky. Mom, ew. And it's the chef's job to take all of them seriously. Just because you don't want a fish-flavored donut doesn't mean a fish-flavored donut won't make someone else very happy. Hmm. You know what, Mom? I've always said I make every imaginable flavor of donuts. But that just can't be true if I don't make fish-flavored donuts. I think I'm finally ready to make fish-flavored donuts. I think I'm finally ready to bake fish-flavored donuts. Though they don't seem right to me, that don't mean someone else can't see something amazing in these fish-flavored donuts I'm baking. Mia! That was gorgeous! To the kitchen! We're already in the kitchen. Oh. Well, in that case, time to cook! The next day, Mia is back at her donut stand with... Fish-flavored donuts, but no one seems to be stressed about it, which frankly seems bonkers to me. <laughs> Fish-flavored donuts? Come on! <laughs> oh my, here comes famous bread critic Tom Tinseltown now. Hello, Mia. I'm sorry about yesterday. I should have listened when you said you had no fish donuts. Today, I would just like one chocolate. Wait, famous bread critic Tom Tinseltown. It's taken every ounce of baking talent I have at my disposal, but I think I figured it out. Would you please try my fish-flavored donut? Well, let's see how it tastes. Hmm. 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 Well? Mia, well done. I think you've created the perfect donut. Is something I might say if you, I don't know, added a little bit of cheese or something. Now that I'm tasting it, fish is weird. What? Ah, you? I, 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 I made the fish! I, <laughs> and as Mia's maniacal laughter spirals into madness, the narrator takes the opportunity to reflect on his many years of narrating. For never have I ever seen anything like this. But you know what? I guess that's a good thing. Shouldn't that be the point of narrating? Getting the chance to talk about something completely new that no one has seen before. Ooh, look at me. I'm getting a little heady here. Where was I? <laughs> oh yes, thank you. The end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hi Mia, it's Lee from Story Pirates. Hi Lee. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So, Mia, in your story, the characters all say the word fish over and over. Can you tell listeners why you made that choice? Well, it kind of reminded me of my old fish that died, and I just kind of wanted to make a fish. Oh, that's so sweet. So you kind of wrote this funny story, but at the same time, you were honoring your old fish. Mm-hmm. What was the name of your fish? I don't remember what kind of fish it was, but I named it Blue Dash. I love that. And how long did you have Blue Dash? Um, maybe for like two or three years. She sounds like she was a really special fish. She was. I fed her every day. I bet she appreciated that. 
So do you think you would ever eat a fish donut in real life? No. Never? I hate fish, no matter what kind of fish it is. Let's say that I run a donut shop called the Gross Donut Shop, and we only sell gross donuts. And you come in, and I'm like, Hey, welcome to the Gross Donut Shop, Mia. Thanks for coming in. What would you like? Look at all these gross donuts. I would probably pick one of the donuts, and when I got home, I'd just probably throw it away so it seemed like I ate it. But then I'd call you, and I'd be like, Hello, Mia. This is Lee from the Gross Donut Shop. How'd you like that donut that you bought for me? You remember the gross one? It tastes really bad. Was it so bad it was good? Um, yes. Oh, great. Tell you what, I'll just deliver a lifetime supply of gross donuts to your house. Okay. (laughs) What would you do with all those donuts? Put them in the dumpster if I could. (laughs) You'd have to get a dumpster at your house. If he asked me to eat a gross donut in front of you, I would take a bite of it and probably gag a lot. (laughs) I'd be like, Mia, does that mean you don't like it? I'll be like, I think I just ate a big bite. That makes sense. Phew, my whole self-worth is based on this gross donut shop. Mia, I love your story so much. Thank you for talking to me today, and thanks for letting us perform it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. Tell us your story. Tell us your story. We read them all. We read them all. You know we love them. for Story Pirates Roll Call. First, a shout out to Emery, a seven-year-old from California who wrote the story Delivery Gets a Delivery, which is very funny because it's about a person named Delivery who gets deliveries from the delivery guy and it gets very confusing fast. Next up, shout out to Clara, a 13-year-old from Pennsylvania who wrote the story, The Magical Pasta Maggots. Now, if you thought it would be scary to look down into your bowl of pasta and see that they're actually all maggots, imagine now that they are maggots who sing Christmas carols as well, and you've got a picture of the kind of weirdness and awesomeness in Clara's story. Next up from Polly, a nine-year-old in Nebraska, we've got Zuzzy Week. What's Zuzzy Week, you wonder? Well, Zuzzy Week is a week in September when everyone goes home and sleeps all day long. No work, no school, just sleep. And then they wake up the next morning and eat everything in the grocery store so they have to find new food every morning. Sounds pretty good to me. Thanks, Polly. From Emmy, a six-year-old in Texas, we've got the mystery of someone through something, which is a mystery about someone throwing something. And it's based on a true story. And finally, shout out to Raiden, an 11-year-old from Indiana who wrote Nessie the Limerick. And if you don't know what a limerick is, it's kind of like a poem and it's a short one. So I'm gonna read it here right now. Nessie is not all what she seems. People like to make Nessie memes. Some people have seen her, they are true believers. Other people crush all my dreams. (laughs) That was Roll Call. And now it's time for you to send us a story. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love. Some story love! And if you don't know what to write, here's the story Spark. 
brought to you by Michaela, the author of Snakes and People. Michaela, take it away. Kids, write a story about a person trying to learn an animal language. What language do they try to learn and how do they learn? If they succeed, how do they celebrate? Thanks for listening to today's show and a huge thanks to today's authors, Mia and Michaela. Grown-ups can submit kids' stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, Minzwi Karami, Mahela Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writers are Rachel Winitsky and Minzui Karami. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon, Mahela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, and Tim Platt. Special guests, Kimmy Gatewood and Rebecca Johnson. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Alec Brown, Carly Shiraki, Maydell Clarice, Langston Darby, Sasha Diamond, Chris Ferry, Sawyer Greenberg, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Justin Phillips, Alka Piper, Dominic Russo, Kuhu Verma, Rachel Winitsky, Heather Woodward, Nimini Ware, and Matt Zambrano. Vows Are Meant to Be Braked was written by Peter McNerney and Jack Mitchell and produced by Jack Mitchell. The Fish Flavored Donut song was written by Tim Platt and produced by Eric Gerson. Hi, everyone. It's me, Lee, from the Story Pirates. We've had a lot of fun today, but I know some of you are probably scratching your heads wondering, what exactly are CDs? Well, it goes a little something like this. CDs, or compact discs, are shiny plastic circles that hide sounds inside of them. Lee? Is that you? Uh, hey, Peter, can we talk later? I'm, I'm in the middle of the episode button. Oh, sure. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's just, I'm still down in the hole, and I could use some help. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Just let me finish, okay? <laughs> no problem. <clears throat> Back to CDs. The only way to get sounds out of a CD is by feeding the plastic circle to a box with a laser inside. The laser unlocks the sounds inside the plastic circle by converting them into electricity, teaching your speakers how to sing the songs. An internet company used to send these circles directly to our homes, and we'd use them as coasters. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed this compact discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Peter, I'm ready. You know what? I think I'm going to stay, actually. Really? Why? You know, I don't know. I've just had a lot of time to reflect down here, and... Okay. I'm laying flat on my back, and... See you later. I think I could get up, but why? I'll, I'll throw down some dinner, I guess. You know, why do we ever get up? That's the question, really. Yeah, I'm going to assume that you're still there. 
and I'm gonna keep talking. Hey Lee, what's your favorite color? I think mine is chartreuse, but I'll be honest, I don't know what chartreuse looks like. I feel like it, it might be a red, but it could also be a green, you know? Or something totally different. I don't trust my memory, I know that much. But I feel like I wanna paint my room chartreuse. Not so much because I, I know what that looks like, but more because I, I like to be able to say, yeah, I got a chartreuse room. <laughs> That's funny, right? Oh yeah, my room, it's the chartreuse room. Maybe people would be like, what? I'd be like, the chartreuse room. They're like, are you saying words? Chartreuse room. Chartreuse room. Well, that, that sounds weird the more you say it. Chartreuse room. Chartreuse room. Chartreuse room. Chartreuse room. Chartreuse room. <laughs> Chartreuse room. I am so hungry. Lee? You're still there. <laughs> You're still there.